When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, March 27th, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. What up? Good morning. Hope you all had a good weekend. Mike, did you have a good weekend? It's March 27th. Did you know that 32723 backwards is 32723? I don't believe you. 23? 37. We're not doing this again. You just fried my brain for the whole episode. So, so I spent my weekend trying to find a manhole cover in New Orleans Mm. that I could get through the manhole that it was covering. And no, you were trying to fit. I went through. I went through six of them, and uh, none of it didn't work with any of them. So you, you, you you were trying to put the manhole cover into the hole. Yeah, yeah, doesn't work. Yeah, no, it's. So, hey, you got me on the numbers thing, and I got you on the manhole thing. I'm full of senseless shit. <laughs> All right. So my life, yeah. today we're going to uh, we're gonna catch y'all up on a story that has been a story for Crazy. several years, actually. Crazy. But the trial is starting up next week, and it has gotten what Mike likes to term new fire. Starting a week from today. And a week it, from today. It, I don't think this story – and, Jim, I – no, you agree with me. I, this story has gotten the proper amount of coverage, even though it's a Netflix series and all that. And we'll talk about that. But this this story has it all, everything. It's murder all on steroids, it's in my opinion. Sex, murder, religion, everything. Yeah, it's Crazy. it's really bizarre. And of course, if you haven't guessed yet, we're talking about the Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell case. Uh, as we mentioned, the case actually, the trial for the case starts April 3rd. So if you thought the Murdoch case was crazy, y'all, wait till you hear this. Yeah. Now, I did not kill Paul Paul. <laughs> I, did not, I did not kill Paul Paul. We're going to tell you a little bit, give you a little history about the two individuals that are at kind of at the center of this case. And we'll start with Chad Daybell and give you some details on him. Now, Chad was married to Tammy Daybell in 1990. They were married in Utah. Uh, The couple lived in Utah, and they founded a book company. That would play a key role in this this case. Uh, He was a Mormon at that time. And very, you know, they were a very religious family. Tammy was actually a school librarian. Yeah, and he found his book company after, you know, and telling about, he said, he, uh, I think it was two near-death 
experiences. Yeah. And, and, then, and then he said, God told him. Last one was a boat wreck. Now, we're going to tell you a little bit about Lori Vallow. In 2006, marriage records show, at the time, Lori Ryan married her fourth husband, Charles Vallow. Uh, she entered that marriage with her son, Colby, and Ty Lee, which was the daughter of her third husband, Joseph Ryan Jr. Right. Family members say in 2014, Charles and Lori adopted Joshua, known as J.J. Vallow. Yep. And interestingly enough, he was the biological grandson of Charles' sister, Kay Woodcock. Right. So um, just, basically, they, they adopted their uh, Charles's sister's child. Yeah, because she, for whatever reason, she couldn't take care of him. So her parents, uh, uh, who were elderly, started taking care of him. And, but they wanted J.J. to have younger parents. And so they asked him to adopt him, and they did. Right. So, so sometime around 2014, the Vallows, they, you know, all is good in life. They moved to the island of Kauai in Hawaii. And they operated a small business on the island. Everything's rocking and rolling. And then they moved back to the mainland around 2017. Now, they moved to Arizona. Yep. And Tylee's father, Joseph Ryan, dies in 2018. According to the medical examiner's report at that time, he had a heart attack he was cremated, and so little information was was yeah. made available after that. Yeah, I'm suspicious of that. So Chad and Lori meet Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow, and how they met was she had a podcast yep. with another female, and it was called Preparing a People Podcast. That's right. And on this podcast, they talked about the end of times. And it was a very bizarre podcast. Look, she was getting into this. It's almost a religious cult. Yeah, um, they the end, of, end of days. About the end of days. And they believed that there were actual, they referred to them as zombies. And they were, uh, they were people that were demons on this earth, right. essentially. And this, this, guy in this story, Chad Daybell, was someone who would promote himself as a prophet so he could see the future. He knew when the end of the world was coming. This sounds absolutely crazy, y'all, and it is, but this is how this story is taking shape. And Lori Vallow was not someone you would look at and initially think, Wow, she's totally crazy. I mean, she right. was a former Miss Texas contestant. Right. She, she won Miss Austin and then went up for um, Miss Texas. And after, she had two children. And the, there's video of her um, in the swimsuit part of that contest. Uh, they had a podcast, and he goes on, meaning Chad Daybell, and they spark up kind of a relationship. Yeah. She even on the podcast was very taken with Chad Daybell, who is not a, you know, it's, it's not Brad Pitt. Y'all let's right. put it that way. It's not Tom Cruise. This is a guy you would think he would kind of outkick his coverage yeah. a little bit with her. And, and when they met before he came on the podcast the first time, was that a book signing for him, uh, whatever that place is in Idaho or wherever it was. And, 
uh, he sent her text that day saying, God told me I was going to meet someone who would change my life today. And when I touched you, I felt the spark. And we've been married many times over several lifetimes. Yeah, he Chad Daybell was someone who, who would tell people he he believed in past lives and that uh, he he knew when he would meet someone whether he knew them in a past life. So he was straight from the beginning playing her in right. in uh, on her emotions, saying, you know, you know, we were married before in a past life. And many, many times. He was very slick, Chad Daybell. Yeah, really, really bizarre. But they they spark up a uh what at the time was a friendship that blossomed as we go further. So 2019 occurs. A lot has happened since she met Chad Daybell. And one of those things was Chad Daybell and, and Lori started having, you know, a relationship, sexual relationship, you name it. And she and her husband get separated. And one of the reasons she separated from her husband was Chad Daybell had convinced her that he was a demon, her oh, meaning yeah. her husband. Right. And yeah. actually, a totally different person was living in his body. And the only way to get rid of the demon is to get rid of the physical human body. Right. Murder. Right. So Charles, the estranged husband at this point, you know, he's got kids and he's a normal guy. Yeah. So we're going to play a clip for you right here. And this is Charles Vallow when he met with the cops at Lori Vallow's house. And you can hear the concern in his voice for his kids. And he's trying to explain to the Gilbert Police Department that Lori Vallow is out of her freaking mind. So here's that. I can't get in touch with my kids. How old are your kids? Six and a half and 16. Okay. Um, how long have you been trying? Two days. Okay. But she, she's lost her mind. Uh, I, I don't know how else to say it. We're LDS. She thinks she's a resurrected being and a, and a, a God and remember the 144,000. She's come. Jesus is coming next year. She took all the money out of her bank account today. My truck has gone from the airport. She went to the airport and got it. I just flew in from Houston, from Dallas. Houston and Dallas. So, um, so where's your truck? I don't know. Okay. I took a friend of mine's truck. I picked me up. I went to the CSI to file a report, uh, which is the community bridges or something, to file a report. So you did, ordered, you did You did. the petition? Yeah, they ordered a pickup. Okay. What they time did, did you do, do that? An hour and a half ago. Okay. So what makes her a danger to herself and she to others? She threatened me, murder me, kill me. She threatened to murder you? Yes. And she said, How did she do that? My, my bishop right there is in the car. He was on the phone with me today when she said, I will have you destroyed. That's what she said there. Okay, that's not that's not a threat to kill you. Yesterday was a threat to kill me. Today, okay. of what did, what did she say yesterday? She said, you're not Charles. I don't know who you are, what you did with Charles, but I can murder you now with my powers. Okay. Okay. All right. Says so you're gonna. I'm gonna kill you too. I'm gonna. Uh, yesterday was. I'm so gonna she's speaking you. as a spiritual being. She's not here. She okay. lost her reality. Is, has, is this is this just all recent, or has it been it's going on? Been going on for about four or five years. It's gotten really, really bad lately. She goes to the temple every day and speaks with Moroni and Jesus Christ, and they tell her what to do. And now she came to her today, and last couple of days she says, "I'm not Charles. 
Uh, you're not Charles, you're Nick Schneider. I don't know where she gets his names from. She got all this stuff from these people in Utah who uh, tell her how many past lives she's had and, and, and probation she's had. And she's uh, uh, was married to Moroni back way back when. And she was also married to James the Just. And, uh, Okay, this is all foreign to me. So it's just it's foreign to me. Well, I'm not it's LDS. Crazy, it's crazy stuff. I know you're using it's, LDS terms here, I, I know, but it's just it's okay. just she's she's nonsensical. Okay. And I haven't seen my. Is he the older one or the younger he's one? Young. He's six and a half years old. Okay. Okay. I want to do this now. You've got a pickup order. Am I correct? We do. Okay. If she doesn't answer, mm -hmm. what do we do? If she can doesn't answer, we can't we, we can't enforce the order. Can I break into my house? Do you live here? Yes, I do. Okay. Police. I'm do you, police. Do you guys have any orders of protections against you? No, we do not. So no, no police reports. Tomorrow. No, nothing. Okay. So, how does she pose a threat to your children? I don't know what she's going to do with them. I don't know if she's going to flee with them. She's going to hurt them. You today, don't even know if she's here, right? Today on the phone. I can't. All the cars are going there. Garage is closed. I don't know. She locked the garage door. So the police and him go to that, you know, knock on the door. They don't see anybody there. The, the police actually break the door down um, and no one's in the house. There's no sign of kids, anything. So y'all, the, um, the night after the cops entered the house and he had this basically a, a remand for custody for a psych evaluation letter, um, he knows that the Lori's going to drop JJ off at school the next day. So he waits and she goes in to bring him into school. He gets in her vehicle. He takes, oh, he actually took her car keys and her purse, which included all her credit cards and her cash and everything and her cell phone. But he somehow, uh, whether he's going for a cop or whatever, I don't know what happened, but she had an extra set of keys to the car and she jets later on that day. She goes into the police department, and this is where the, one of the first times that she's her charm. She goes in the police department. And they say, "Hey, look, uh, you know." She said, "Look, he stole my my purse, my phone, and uh, my credit cards, and everything else." And they, they said, "Well, hey, we got this. Basically, it's a coroner's warrant. It would, would be in Louisiana to have you evaluated. You know, do you?" Do you uh, you want to get evaluated? Not that she had a choice. She was like, well, you know what? I hadn't slept in a couple of days. And and her daughter's in the room. She says, oh, well, they're going to give you a padded room. And she's like, hell, that sounds like, she didn't say hell. She said, that sounds like a vacation. But basically, uh, um, she played the cop, in my opinion. Well, both cops. And, and look, you can actually watch that online. You can get that anywhere. But she is laughing the whole time. Yeah, she's joking. joking. She's very laid back. And look, this is a good looking woman. Right. And these two cops seemed very enamored with her, almost to the point of flirting. It, it, it really was. Flirting, and yeah. at the very end of the conversation, they're like, look, you got this, you got this order to do this. I mean, it'd be a lot easier if you just went in and did it. than if we made you do it, would you go do it? And she was like, Oh, well, yeah, are you going to execute the order? And he said, well, if you don't, uh, if we're coming knocking on your door and we're not going to kick down your door, if you're in there, just don't open the door. Right. But she ends up ultimately agreeing to do it. Yeah. So she, she goes to do that. And, uh, basically there's nothing that comes of it. In other words, they didn't 
lock her up and think that she's crazy at that point. Now, in February of 2019, Charles files for divorce from Lori, and he claims in that divorce that she views herself as a God preparing for the second coming of Christ. Uh, He claimed his wife would kill him if he got in her way to perform her mission. And a little bit later on that year, those divorce proceedings are stopped after Charles says he wants to make the marriage work. Here's where it gets interesting, y'all. On July 11th, Lori's brother, whose name is Alex Cox, uh, shoots and kills Charles. And he calls the police, and he basically says, me and Charles got into a fight, an argument, turned into a fight. He got physical with me, and in self-defense, I shot him and killed him. So we're going to play this clip, and this is Lori's brother after the shooting that had killed her estranged husband, and he's explaining to the police on the body cam footage what happened. So that's right here. He was just yelling at me. Okay. What was he yelling at you about? Uh, about my sister because I've broken up a tussle with them earlier. And he told me not to interfere anymore with them or I'd pay. And he came at me with a bat. So you were just so it's just you and and uh, your brother-in-law. Yes. Okay. And kind of go through it. So, say something like, "Hey, don't touch my sister." Or yeah. So what, what, yeah. Okay. And then you picked up the bat. Where was the bat at? In the living room. And then he's he's coming back at me, and he's still got the bat. He's like, "What are you doing?" And where are you at? It. Where are We're you? We're in the living at? room. Okay. And then I turned around, and he hit me in the back of the head with the bat. So I went to my room and got my gun. In your room. So I just, I just went back to the living room. Like, what is your problem? With the gun? Again. Yes. And I said, "I want you to put that bat down." And he wouldn't do it. He's like, and he came at me with the bat again after he'd already hit me in the head. So. I shot him to stop him. He hit him in the, uh, allegedly hit him in, in the back of the head with a bat. So in self-defense, he shot him twice. Yeah, and he did have a laceration to the back of his head. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love it. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well... Have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose. 
due to allergies. Astapro and go. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Charles had found some cryptic emails that were accidentally sent to him. And these, when I say cryptic, what I mean is it would be emails that were as if Charles sent the emails, but he never sent these emails out to people and it was communicating with Yep, you guessed it, Chad Daybell. And what ended up coming out in the wash on that was they were cryptic because Chad Daybell was married, right. and Lori didn't want his wife stumbling across those emails and putting two and two together, so she made all the communications look like it was one man to another right. man. Like one of them was, um, it was looked like it was coming from Lori's husband and says, I was a minor league baseball player. Can you come in to, to Arizona and help me write my book? Right, because Daybell had the book company, right, and, and so that was one of the guys. But they, um, and and basically, what what if you unwrapped all that? Right, it was right. can you come and we have sex and, at my house? Right, right, and <laughs> essentially, and, and, and the other ones. It was when, when they were talking about sex, or or uh, they just swapped names. Yeah, know? and 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 it, we assume that there was their fake names for each other. That's right. So all of this was discovered and somehow she was getting wind of this. And so the whole point of that is she knew kind of the gig was up on this affair and was very fearful that Charles would tell Chad Daybell's wife, which he did Yeah, just before the incident where he got shot. He sent emails Mm -hmm. to Chad Daybell and the wife, and he sent text to Lori saying, the jig is up. I know Chad's cheating on his wife yeah. with you, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tell a, him. I have a meeting with her on Monday, and she's like, she responds, well, you know, it's over between us. Why don't you just go in your life? She, she and I are friends anyway. Whatever. Alex Cox calls the police after killing Charles, and claims a self defense story. And guess what, y'all? 
they believe him. Right. They brought him in and, and they took pictures of the laceration and they they went into the room where the firearm was. They got the bat and all that. And also uh, during the interview, the initial interview on scene, the um, the daughter was there and the um the daughter said that the husband and the brother were arguing. She came out with the bat, tried to put it in between them. That uh, the husband took the bat away from her, and she then she went outside. Uh, her gunshots, but she didn't think it was too loud. Lori said that uh, she went back inside and saw. Um, him on the floor and and ran out after she heard the gunshots. Turned out the phone call was placed forty minutes after forty five minutes. Yeah, right. But I and that. also the the second gunshot was they when he was when on, he was on, the, on floor. the floor. I have all that. But so they they knew that 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 he was dead. And they left and she said, I, w- I just went into mommy mode. I had to get my son to school and, and, That's we right. went and yeah. did whatever. And I went into mommy mode and it came back. But what was so damning is they got her on camera. She's almost fucking smiling. And even the teenage girl is like, they, and their stories were fucked up on the thing and the cops let them go. So here's the clip of Lori getting interviewed by the officer. And it's just crazy to hear how she's talking about this guy who just died that she was married to. I mean, there is no remorse here. There is no, she could care less that he's dead. It's obvious to all of us. And let's see if it's obvious to you. So he's like, we had decided to separate or whatever. So mm-hmm. we, he's like, well, I'll pay for a house for you and for JJ and whatever. Cause he's all about JJ. He's never about Tyler, but he's all mm-hmm. about JJ. Mm-hmm. Cause we adopted him together. He's okay. his great nephew. We adopted him as a okay. baby. And so we adopted him as a baby, and so we've been raising him together. And he travels all the time for business, so he's used to just going back and forth. So he's always gone, like, Monday through Friday. So he came when we first moved in and brought me stuff from Houston, like a U-Haul. And then he hasn't been back. But it's all these threats on my phone all the time, you know, like, whatever, all these things. And then... He told me... What kind of threats? Just... He's always mad at me, right? And he doesn't want a divorce, but I don't like him and don't want to tell him, so that's just how it is. So so we married for 14 years, we dealt with him for 14 years, and him being horrible to her. Like, he gets in huge fights with her, he... So when you initially moved, he had said he was going to buy you a house, so you moved here... Yeah, he was going to rent us a house. And so we moved. All my family lives here. So we lived here for a long time. Okay. And then he moved us to Houston. Okay. And we were there with my son. He was out of school. He didn't have any of his, like, services, his DDD, his anything. He, like, ripped him out of school and said, we're moving. Okay. And I didn't go with him at first. And he took him. And I let him take him. Mm -hmm. And I didn't file anything or whatever. And then he filed something against me and said, I'm only going to get supervised visits because I'm crazy and blah, blah, blah. You know, the story. And so I just didn't talk to him for like 30 days and Mm -hmm. let him take care of him. And let him see what I've been doing for the past seven years. Because men need to do that. You know, I have five kids. I have grown kids. I have grandkids. Okay, you're going to threaten me that you're not going to let me see my child without supervised visitation? Okay, do it for 30 days and see how long it lasts. You're begging me to come pick him up. Yeah. But she did also, she texted all his biological kids and were like, oh, he died today, whatever. And they kept responding back to like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And a bit, Lori, you're not too busy. What the fuck? And, and well, uh, and then she said they died of a heart attack and she it said, wasn't. Right. You know, yeah, they lied. She told, told school, she told JJ's school that he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And, and then she called the, the second day 
for the life insurance policy in a million dollars and found out that her name had been taken off the life insurance policy. Claims department, this is Robin. May I have the policy number? Sure. It is... Are you calling in reference to a death claim? Yes. Okay, one moment, please. May I have the name of the insured? L. Charles Vallow. And who am I speaking with? This is Lori Vallow. And your relationship to the insured? Um, he's my husband. Okay, one moment. Okay, ma'am, I'm just going to need to ask you a few questions so that I can open the claim and then I can go over the claim procedure with you and answer any questions that you may have afterwards. That would be great. Okay, um, first of all, may I have your daytime phone number, please? Sure. It's and what was the date of Mr. Vallow's passing? Um, July 11th. And what was the cause of his passing? Um... Well, he was shot. Okay, so um, I don't know what, how I want to put that. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I, and I hate to ask, um, but is it? Yeah, you can just say yes or no. Um, it, is it? Was it a homicide? No, it was an accident. An accident. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what state did he pass away in? Arizona. Okay. Bear with me for one moment. I just need to pull up a few other things. Okay. Are you aware of who the primary beneficiary of the policy is? Um, it's me. Okay. And may I have your, um, I'm sorry, one moment. My computer just went okay. away for a second. Okay. Okay, ma'am. Um, that is all the information I need to open the claim. Um, what we will do now is review the policy and the file to confirm the beneficiary information and determine the claim requirements that we will need to settle this particular claim. Um, once we have completed our review, um, we will prepare a claim packet to send to the named beneficiary once that has been um, confirmed. And um, the claim packet can either be mailed or emailed or faxed. Um, how would you like to receive a correspondence? Um, email would be great. Okay, and what is your email address? Com. Okay. All right, so you should receive an email um, from our office within the next three to five business days or sooner. Um, it will have the instructions listed. Um, once you receive um, the information, uh, if you have any questions whatsoever, um, please don't hesitate to give our office a call, and um, and then we can go from there. Okay, is there anything okay. I can help you with at this time? That's it, I think. Okay, ma'am. Well, I'm very sorry for your loss. You take care of yourself. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. So let me let me summarize a little bit, y'all, because I know that's a lot of information, and it, and it seems very convoluted, which it is convoluted. It's a very convoluted and crazy story. But uh, to summarize what I just told you, you know, you basically got – Lori and Charles, who were married, uh, eventually has an affair with Chad Daybell, and deaths start ha happening around them, with the first being her estranged husband, Charles. So that's where we're at. Really could be, uh, I would go back in as, as a homicide investigator in uh, her other husband, well, it, it could be. It, right, right. It could be. I, I was, I mean, 
But this is. I want to see how much insurance money she got out of that. Alex Cox, they believe his story after Charles was killed. Chad starts sending multiple texts to Lori, and it was basically investigators later on said it was like a romance novel. Now, y'all keep in mind, he's still married to Tammy, which is his wife, and he's sending uh, very detailed sexual text to Lori, but they refer to themselves as James and Elena. Right. So that is... uh, Major premeditation, wouldn't you say, Woody? Yeah, I, I mean, it's been an ongoing thing, and you can see it in all the texts uh, as the relationship grew. A little bit later, less than a month, her, her small son, JJ, Tylee, which is her 16-year-old daughter, and Alex, her brother, go to Yellowstone National Park. And that's the last time anyone saw Tylee Alive. Right. Later on in that year, Chad, who was married to Tammy, increases the life insurance on Tammy to the maximum amount allowed on the policy. On October 2nd, Lori's estranged brother in law, Brandon, okay, he returns from a gym to his Arizona home and someone shoots at him. Yep. He pulls in his driveway. And they roll down the window, and there's a shot fired. It barely misses him. He calls the police. He had a description of the vehicle, and lo and behold, the you know they're asking him, anyone wanting to kill you? I mean, is there a reason? And he's like, no, I don't know. He said the only thing he said my my wife's sister just went through a really ugly divorce, and she's kind of weird. Yeah. And then her, and then through going through that divorce, her. Uh, estranged husband gets killed. So he said, that's kind of a weird thing, but I would think she would never do anything like this. Well, he had a description of the vehicle. They were able to tie the vehicle back to Lori's now deceased husband. So we move on and Tammy, Chad's wife, she's still around. And Tammy calls 911 and says a masked man shot at her in her driveway with a paintball gun. Uh, She posts about it on Facebook. She has no idea why someone will want to kill her, but she, she puts this post out. And 10 days later, on October 19th of that year, Chad calls 911 and says Tammy died in her sleep in their Salem home. Detectives visit the home, and originally they rule it as a natural. The coroner does not perform an autopsy. Chad collects a $430,000 life insurance policy. Can you tally body bags? If if you go back to her other husband who hadn't been proven yet, I've been calling that one the estranged, which they mm-hmm. hadn't been estranged that long. They were only separated for a couple of weeks. That, that's two. Um, the last time anybody, we, we hadn't got to that part. The, no, just uh, up until this, three, this point. This is possibly four. Two weeks after Tammy's death, Chad and Lori marry in Hawaii. Two weeks after Tammy's death. Let me say that again. Then they return. It's two solid weeks of mourning, though. Back home. And over the coming weeks, Chad told witnesses that Lori had no minor children. That's what he's telling people. Now, she's got two. He's saying she's got 
no minor children. And police also say that Lori told police Tylee died years earlier. Now, nobody's seen Tylee since that yeah. Yellowstone trip. And even her brother uh, um, had had been messaging with her back and forth. She wouldn't take his phone calls. And, and he was like, that's weird. And talked to his mom about it. And, and she was like, just give her some space. Da, da, da. Then he, he hit her back and was like, this isn't you. You don't use pronunciation, uh, punctuation like this, et cetera, et cetera. And it went dead. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was reading in between the lines on those texts, and uh, and he kind of knew something was up. The grandparents surfaced, and the grandparents actually lived in Louisiana, Lake Charles. Right. And the grandparents, Larry and Kay Woodcock, if you'll remember at the beginning of our story, she adopted her sister's son, J.J. Well, they hadn't heard from J.J., so the grandparents uh, basically have not heard from their grandson in months. And they get really concerned because they keep texting Lori and she will not answer them. So they call the police in her town and they basically say, look, we want to do a welfare check on our grandson. We hadn't heard from him in months. We think something may be wrong with him. And uh, so the police go to Lori's house and they say, we're here to do a welfare check. And she says, well, he's not here. Right. He's with my friend, Melanie Gibb in Arizona visiting. And, uh, so they call Melanie Gibb and Melanie Gibb in turn calls Lori and she, and she's recording this for the police. And she basically says, why would you tell the police I had JJ? And Lori says, well, because everybody's wanting to get a hold to J.J., and I don't want them to. So you know the deal. You know how crazy family is. And so I just told them that so they would leave me alone. She's been playing that card um, throughout the whole thing. Even when the uh, husband, the strange husband's still alive, she sent her whole family big email saying, look, he's we're, we're going through a really nasty fight. He's going to send you all a bunch of nasty emails trying to call, say all these bad things about me, but it's not true. That's right. So after the police hear this recorded conversation, the next morning they actually serve a search warrant on her house to go, we're going to go in your house and find out if JJ's there. When they arrive, Chad and Lawyer are gone. And you can tell it's like packed up, right? Ghosts. Yeah. So uh, Chad and Lori caught an American Airlines flight to Hawaii, and the children are not with them. So as deputies investigate this, uh, they also figure out that there's some suspicion with Tammy Daybell's death. They find it. They find some things that are really strange to them, and they exhume her body and an autopsy is performed, which was not performed the first time. The next day, December 12th, Lori's brother, Alex suddenly dies in Arizona. The guy that shot her estranged husband dies at the age of 51. And in a police interview, Alex's wife basically said that, Alex had told her a few days before something happens to him. There was money in a bag hidden in a closet for her. So after that situation, I started really thinking hard. I, look, it's really weird to me that her brother 
was covering up and was privy and even participated in a lot of these killings and all this that Lori Daybell and Chad were tied into. He did so much for her. I'm like, they had to have some kind of sexual relationship. There was something going on with them too, some kind of incest thing going on. I had no idea, but I started digging into it and I came across this clip that I'm about to play you. And this is the ex-wife of Alex Cox discussing what she would consider a very inappropriate relationship between Lori and Alex. She kind of goes into detail here. So here's that. There was a lot of inappropriate sexual touching and things going on in the family, particularly between him and his sister. So between Alex and Lori? And Lori. Okay. Um, you kind of got me at a loss on this one. Um, what What do you consider inappropriate uh, sexual touching? Like they were simulating sex acts, and which is not normal to me for a brother and a sister. Um, for example, um, he would pick her up and she'd wrap her legs around his waist and he would kind of bounce her up and down on himself. Okay. In front of me and they would moan and simulate sex acts and I have brothers and I would never act like that with one of my brothers okay. and his, his mom and dad talked about their sex life in front of us constantly and it just kind of seemed to be a game for them oh, to the talk mom about and dad their didn't really object to it then huh no not at all. All of this was going on in the family, in front of everybody. They had no shame. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that obviously was kind of a uh, an alarm for you, I'm assuming, during your uh, your marriage. Yeah. And did did it continue? Was it more than one time that you saw it? Yeah, it was it was just about every time we were with them. Now, Alex and I only lived together married for about four or five months. And then I just knew that that family was too weird, that I had made a big mistake. And so I got out. Now, I don't care who you are. That clip is freaky. Alex Cox is now dead. The ex-husband is, or the estranged husband is dead. Her ex-husband prior to that is dead. And we're not done yet. Because keep in mind, no kids have been seen in a long time. And at this point, Lori and Chad Daybell are in Hawaii without kids. They know that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And the grandparents are really pressuring the police now. And actually, to their credit, Lori's mom, um, you know, you watch the documentary, she's like, brings out pictures and says, I, I just like to remember Lori from these days. And that's right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's her daughter and she right. would never want to think her daughter would do anything despicable like that. So on December 20th of that year, the police department announced that JJ and Tyler or Tyler are missing. They actually, you know, it's a, it's a APB right. everywhere in the country. Now police are showing pictures saying, if you've seen these kids, let us know. The next day after that, they inform the world that Chad and Lori are persons of interest in this case. Right. In the missing kids. Yeah. Right. So an attorney representing Lori, who is now Lori Daybell and Chad Daybell, uh, releases a statement. He basically says, hey, these are loving parents. They're devoted, and we're going to address these allegations once they move beyond rumor and speculation. Yeah. There is no cooperation whatsoever from Lori or Chad Daybell at this point. On January 3rd of 2020, the FBI gets involved and serves a search warrant on Chad's home, and they recover a boatload of items. 43 different items, including computers, cell phones, journals, documents, medications. And, of course, the FBI collects those and analyzes them, right? right. Sends them off. Yeah. Chad Daybell's brother even comes out, and he pleads for Chad to, you know, cooperate. Where are the kids? That's all anyone wants to know. Where are the kids? Uh, so on January 25th of 2020, the Kauai Police Department serves Lori with a notice stating she must produce J.J. and Ty Lee within five days or they're going to arrest her. Now, here's where that gets weird to me. Why did you give her five days? Mm, Even in Louisiana, if you had a civil eviction or whatever, uh, they have to give a five-day notice. I don't know on this one. Uh, other than they didn't have, obviously, didn't have probable cause or anything, or they didn't have any bodies. Well, as it should be no surprise to you at this point, Lori misses that deadline to produce JJ and Tylee. Uh, and the police arrest her. And they basically uh, arrest her on a $5 million warrant. She's charged with two felony counts of desertion, non-support of dependent children, and all kinds of other charges. She waives her extradition rights to Idaho, and after six days behind bars in Hawaii, she does that. So initially, she wasn't going to waive, and then she did. She goes to court for an arraignment. And this woman is crazy, y'all. She's in court. Her two kids are nowhere to be found. She's refusing to tell anybody where they're at, and she's smiling in the courtroom. And guess what? Her 
Her new husband, Chad Daybell, is sitting there, and he's smiling at her. She's smiling at him, and her entire family is in that courtroom, and she doesn't even look at him. She won't even look at him. She gets arraigned for those charges, and Chad goes back to his property. She's in jail, and one day she calls Chad. searching for bodies and the way that they came about figuring out where these bodies were were from cell phone records and they actually had her her dead brother's cell phone still and they were able to check the pings from his cell phone and see that around the time that that child was last seen uh, in Yellowstone National Park they could follow him all the way to Chad Daybell's property. And those pings were right around where a pet cemetery was on that property. And so they got a search warrant and you can hear in that phone conversation, he's panicking. Yeah. So he jumps in his car and he, you know, while they're searching and he just drives off. Yeah. You can't stop him until you find something. Uh, they didn't have an arrest warrant or anything. Right. So he didn't get far though. They must've found those oh, bones. I'm sure they were telling around the same time. Yeah. So they set up a roadblock, stopped him and arrested him because they found human remains in of two bodies, right? Buried at his property. And, of course, we don't have to tell you who those two bodies were. They were J.J. and Tylee. So that takes us to why we're telling you this story today, because one week from today when you hear this, this trial is starting, and I believe it's going to get a lot more media coverage. Uh, um, and, and I know Jimmy probably has some more to say, but it's on – um, Netflix. Yeah, it's called The Sins of My Mother. Sins of My Mother. It, it, it was at one time, a, you know, a top trending thing on Netflix. I bet you it's going to come back around now because the trial is about to start. And Mike, I know you haven't um, seen it yet, so you have homework this. So Chad's up uh, after Lori. She's she's first batter in this crazy case. 
that has garnered national attention everywhere except Mike's house. Yeah, and so an Eastern Idaho judge has decided to split the cases. Yeah, Mike's house. An Eastern Idaho judge has decided to split the cases for the couple accused of murder and conspiracy and the deaths of three people, including two children who disappearances in the fall of 2019 made headlines around the nation. So uh, they were scheduled to stand trial together, but in a hearing that lasted nearly two hours, uh, Judge Stephen Boyce agreed to sever the cases and postpone Chad's trial, which would be rescheduled for a later date. And they did move for the death penalty against uh, Chad Daybell. Uh, and initially they went for the de- they were going to go for the death penalty for Lori, but they have since changed that. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Well, in Mike's defense – which you guys wouldn't know anything about. <clears throat> There's a new season of Vanderpump Rules out. Oh and my God, I've never watched that. My wife watched that. Raquel episode. has been sleeping with Tom Sandoval oh for months and nobody knew about it. And oh, okay. if hey, you think was, that was doesn't he, trump this on was, Netflix. Was he stealthing her? He may have been. He may have been <laughs> stealthing her. I wonder if <clears throat> this dude was stealthing Lori. Well, he, he was definitely stealth in what he was doing, seeing yeah. as the woman he's lived with and owns a home with and everything yeah. knew nothing but about she doesn't it, really but. appreciate that. So they weren't soft or hard swingers? <laughs> I think this was this was hard swinging. This was definitely hard No, I mean, swinging. so if they were swingers, his, his wife wouldn't have minded. So I'm saying. His wife is supposedly bi, so I'm not, I don't know why. Bi and uh, swingers, I mean, that can go together. I think at but. one point his... I don't think they're married. Uh, his partner, I don't think she would have minded. They're living together. They live together. They own a home together. Yeah, well, then that's pretty much fucking married, right? Well, but they're not legally married. Yeah. Well, it's they still, should be. You know why it, they should still, be married? It's still hard swinging. You know why they should be married? So they could be as miserable as the rest of us. I'm just joking, Cindy. Oh, my Cindy. God, honey. You know that wasn't uh, my voice. Right? Wasn't mine either, Wendy Lee. That's just a funny was Woody only. Sorry. Actually, Mike told me that on, on our coffee break. The only defense for not having watched The Sins of My Mother yet <laughs> is that I have been engrossed in Vanderpump Rules. Hey, uh, Sins of My Mother, I'm going to go back and give it a replay. Yeah, it was. It, it's a great documentary everything that yeah, Alex does it, is it, good. It, when you see the shit about when you see all these text messages mike and and, and video cam footage i think you'll get a much better grasp and i think when it, when it comes out in trial people that on a podcast it's one thing the store is fire you, your store is fire your research is fire but when you see this lady smirking and uh uh smoothing the police and everything else it's just like the murdoch boy and his lover come, or alleged lover coming out dead now. There's no such thing as a coincidence and murder or murders, right? right? They right. got three, four bodies. It should be four bodies. It's going to be more than that. I hope she takes and this. Stain. You put in the whole thing. I mean, you know what? She might. That'd be. Great. I would say she's legitimately crazy if if they hadn't taken the time to cover the bodies. Now she uh, believes, and you know, everybody on this. Basis earth that's not in their their division of whatever the church is is their demons and when Jesus comes back the those you know she was a big prepper she would buy oh, yeah. thousands well, of pounds of rice and beans and all this but they believe they were gonna have to sit here and suffer wow mm-hmm. to whatever happened I don't know 
Yeah, she, she's it, a little, she's a little bit cray cray. Ain't no doubt about that. But she's not shit business cray cray. Well, you see why she's married four times. What do you ever do? Five. Five, five including Mr. Yeah, that's right. Right, that's right. So, so maybe she was trying to reverse. I'm not even going there. I'm <laughs> well, and we apologize, y'all, if it got a little convoluted. But you can't really. There's nothing you can really you, leave I, out of this, and it makes you, sense. But you're right, and 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 I don't really advocate for watching certain shows or whatever. But this one, the between the text messages and the um the uh, the video footage, the actual shit you get to see. It's so much, Jim. We could have done a twenty-part series on this, but go get it because I'm gonna tell you something. Cray Cray is about to come out at trial. Yeah, and it that's, is. And it's going. The national media is going to pick up on it again, and then you'll want to hear what her defense is. Uh, I, I want to hear what her defense is. Yeah, yeah. Mike, any final thoughts? Like I, said, I would so. never, ever hurt Maggie or Pawpaw. <laughs> hey, did you win anything from the auction? I got a raincoat. Really? Oh, was it a stealth and raincoat? It's a blue. Is it blue? Does blue, it look like a tarp? A blue raincoat. <laughs> oh, I got it. You got it. It has like some gunpowder on the inside. Tarp. There's some GSR. Yeah. Really? Yeah. GSR. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you what I got. What? I'm trying to make something up. I don't know. I get anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, 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 a shirt that said RRC Daily emblem on the front and the back. Said the picture of murder. I said, "Can I get a 20? <laughs> That's what I got. My parents went to Vegas, and all I got was this lousy windpipe. <laughs> I got, I got Alex's original calculator from his office, and no matter what buttons you press, it just puts more money toward him. Yeah, that's a good one. It's good. I got Alex's original condom that he stealth that when he made Papa. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Job, oh, just shaking his I head. got an oar from the boat. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, no. All right. Uh, I got a guy. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. With Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Show business. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.